Yes. I'm recording now. Me too. Hello, foul humans. I Hello, everybody. Greetings and welcome to the shit show. This is your friend shit. And show. Welcome. This is a, a special episode where we invade other podcasts and say, fuck those guys, right? Am I right? Fuck them. Yeah, they're shitty. With the yeah, shit. they sure are. Yeah. Them and their things that they do. Yeah, and their genitals and the having of the genitals. Yeah. Did somebody say genitals? I did. Oh, can I see yours? I need well, to get up in your. I need to get okay. in your genitals. Oh boy, look at the. Oh, those are interesting. So, oh, you should probably see a doctor. There's pus coming out. Oh no, that's normal. Oh well, then you should still see a doctor. But it's real kink likes. Welcome to the doctor's office. Let me see your dick. Flop, slorp, beep. Oh my, you sure have a- Oh no! You're dripping pus on everything. It's a bad thing. And you should see a doctor. Oh wait, that's a me one. I thought you were a doctor. That's what I just said. That's a me one. Obviously that means, yeah, hello, I am a doctor. Oh, can you fix it? Fix, fix, fix. It's all fixed. Oh boy, how much do I owe you with insurance, which I have? Well, thanks to socialist cocks, you nothing. That's a program. Wait, because of political genitalia, I don't have to pay any money? Not for penis-related doctor visits, no. Oh boy, I should come to the penis doctor visiting more often. <laughs> Welcome to Cox Cox office. Hello, I would like a cock checkup. Well, then flop it on the floor. Sound of slapping on floor. Convincing. Wow, that sure is a penis. You're fine. Next time on The Shit Show, they decide to watch Big Brother on TV. I but get now, it, because stay it's a tuned for your regularly show. scheduled episode of The Catastrophe Section. Theme song. It's a theme song and it's coming for your face. You're gonna run away. It's off. No, not It's a theme song and it's gonna murder you. Watch out for Jean Claude Van Welcome to the catastrophe section. My name is Aaron. And my name is Cameron. Well done. Uh this is the Catastrophe section I said two seconds ago, and we review bad movies because greatness. Um, today we are doing the wonderful, fantastic knockoff with Jean Claude Van Damme and Rob Schneider. Emphasis on the great in Rob Schneider. Yeah, Rob Schneider is especially the best part, as all movies he is in. He's obviously he really robs the Schneider on this. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we do get it because that's his name. Yep. Sure do. He really grown-ups between the beginning and end of this movie. Uh-huh. Almost like he's the animal. Sure. Deuce Bigelow, CIA. You're not even trying anymore. Gigolo. 
Deuce Bigelow, penis having gigolo. Isn't that a prerequisite? Uh, yeah. Why do you think he's per- why do you think he's perfect for the job? Because of his charming nature? No, it's because he's got a genits. Lots of people have genits. Does that make he them qualified? He has one unit of genitals. Units of? Yep, one unit of genitals. Oh, all right. Is that how do you measure them? With my feet. Um. All right. Do you just go around and kick people in the dick, and it's just like six inches? Haha. Yep. Oh, okay. Well, I'm glad. I'm exact up to three set three fractions of an inch. Well, good. I'm glad that we know that now. That's three threat fractions <laughs> of an inch, not three tenths of an inch. Okay. Well, That's anyway, knockoff right is a thing. That it is, it Aaron. Came out, it came out in what 1998, right? It is indeed 1998. Yeah, and it's 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 so basically the plot of this movie is, um. When Hong Kong gets handed back to China after being in... Actually, that's not important. That's just background anyway. Uh, handed back to China from European rule or whatever the fuck. Uh, there are knockoff people. And they, it's not important. And they put bombs in the knockoffs they make. And they're going to bomb America by putting bombs in dolls. And jeans. And radio. Sounds like shit. you wrote the screenplay for this movie. It, it It is that great. It's so simple, anybody could have thought and or wrote about it. And they did. So so this <laughs> this movie opens with a weird scuba diving team to get like, like they're going to the surface of like the Hong Kong Bay to do something with the knockoff merchandise they have. Well, their sales really executives for V6 jeans... Yeah. No, this is uh, when the dolls. Yeah, the dolls at the beginning of the movie, was that like a something to show us the past of the doll bombs before? Because I thought that that was like a, um, showing us the origin, like the, when the Russians developed the, uh, the bomb technology, and then there's like all the green wildfire, like on Game of Thrones, that just like engulfs it, and then they try to get away. I have no idea. Well, then the first sequence makes no sense. It really doesn't. So essentially what happens is there's a bunch of scuba divers going after this box of merchandise or some shit. Uh, It's a bunch of dolls in it, and then they accidentally open it, and they float up to the top, and the police are after them, and there's a bunch of police boats, but then the dolls come up. And then some evil guy chuckles and coughs a bit and hits a switch on a remote, and it blows all the dolls up along with a couple police boats. Like, that's, that's how this movie starts. Aw, uh, not police boats lost in an action oh, movie. Oh man, that's like a fruit cart in a car in a car chase lost. Uh huh. Rats. R- rat. Yeah, rats. Like oh, shucky darns. Oh, I thought you were saying just rats, like animal. Well, that would have made it more interesting. <laughs> I mean, I guess yeah. If rats just like started devouring them and then exploded. Why not? Well, that'd be pretty great. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to lie. That'd be pretty, so pretty fucking great. we meet... The way that we're introduced to Rob Schneider is that there are a bunch of models in what first appears to be a strip club, and he's telling his assistant through uh, 
well, all 80 yard lines, like, you know, 90% of this movie. Yeah. Uh, he starts by saying, uh, by telling the models who are complaining about having to wear chemically reactive underwear that he's against wearing yeah. chemically reactive underwear. I'm a, no, he's against wearing underwear in general. Yes. but Or in genital, as it may be. Yeah. And he is just like this really like misogynistic, like wet, like douchey guy who's just like, your models, you look bitchy, look like you haven't eaten in a week. And he's like, yeah. <laughs> I've always made a quality piece of crap. And then one of them in like a white t-shirt just says, why can't you be a gentleman just like your partner? <laughs> setting up oh and i love like his assistant like this is totally like an added in line he's like i've got to get out of the garment business Man, there's so much adr in this fucking movie there is so much happening uh, like orally while visually this is like a barrage to all the senses at once a really shitty one yeah it's like i see that they're going for like a laugh or like a gag but putting it all together as like an 87 minute product. It just yeah. doesn't add up. Like it does not make it better as the sum of its parts. Yeah. And so then we see John Claude Van Damme listening to a nineties disc cassette in a car. He takes off sunglasses is shown these like knockoff things. It, not sure what that scene was. We meet um, skinny, skinny Wang. <laughs> yep, which is a big fat guy who's Asian. <laughs> oh, and I That's, love the like fat yep. jokes that they aim at him. He's like, oh, he calls him. I thought that you were. I thought that you were in big business, or I thought yeah, you were too big God. for this. Yeah, you know, just fat jokes. Because you know that 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 spices up a movie real well. Yeah, that's like the uh, highbrow comedy that we're treated to through Rob Schneider, who probably wrote about 70% of his own jokes in this. Probably, because nobody else would write a joke. Yeah, there's a lot of Hong Kong influence in this. Well, yeah, the director's Chinese. I know, but I mean, like, just the, like, stylistically, like, the gun ballet, the jumping off of things. There's oh, a yeah. lot of jumping and, uh, oh, no, the, how will this character get out of this situation? Oh, off-screen character shoots, like, random disposable bad guy off from yeah. off-screen. Oh, gosh. Well, I mean, they do have, like, a slip-and-slide gunfight at the end. They do. There is so much <laughs> slip-and-slide, especially on that boat. The boat it's is not even so, like the, the boat is tilted boat scene is ridiculous. Yeah, that is before the like ship starts to careen out of control. Yeah. And that's like the final set piece for the movie. John Claude Van Damme is just like sliding like he's on a water slide in between crates, expertly yep. gunning down people without ever having to reload. Yep, it look it's ridiculous. Can I just say that John Claude Van Damme is fantastic in this movie? Like just he really physically. Is. Yeah. Like his kicks are on point, his and they like. I think the writers knew, like the writer knew this too, because there's like Fight the choreographer. Uh, there's the Puma cart scene between John Claude Van Damme pulling Rob yeah. Schneider in a cart, and he's like hitting him with a whip, and he's like, "Let me see that curvilicious no. ass." No, you. <laughs> it's not a whip. He gets an eel. From the market that they run through in the cart, and he starts whipping that big, beautiful ass with it, apparently. 
Yeah, I know. That was just like, That okay. was probably the least expected thing I'd ever think I'd see in a Jean-Claude Van Damme movie is him getting whipped in the ass with a wheel. With an, an, oh. with an eel. And for for a movie that's like so anti like knockoffs, like, okay, so there's like these Puma shoes that Jean-Claude Van Damme is wearing during the race because yep. the five families or whatever are racing in these pull cart things. Did you know why that was happening? Nope. Well, that's happening. It's and a thing. Like um, these knockoff Puma shoes that are accidentally spelled with two M's instead of the typical one, they like start breaking apart. And at one point, the whole bottom half just explodes yep. out from under Jean-Claude Van Damme. literally blows up off of his, off of his foot. <laughs> it's <laughs> like there was like a mini that's grenade. What shoes do. That's just what shoes do, you know? And speaking of grenades, do you remember in the opening sequence where there's like the one scuba guy who fell off of the uh, the boat and then the cop gets off and he's like, ah, I got you now. And he's just holding a grenade and he's like, ah, fuck. <laughs> so yep. He- yep. Uh huh. I remember that. <laughs> so did his friends put the grenade in his hand or did he pull the pin on the grenade I when he, he was did. already pretty much I'm pretty dead. sure he did or it just happened to land there and then he landed on top of it. Well, I don't know. I don't know. Well, with how ridiculous this movie was, I'd believe that he would fall on it and then be like, oh, thank gosh, I stopped my buddies from getting killed. Definitely. (laughs) The first half of this movie makes no sense, and the second half is just punching. And then this movie also reminded me of Fast and Furious, because when Jean-Claude Van Damme gets out of the car to, like, get ready for the... uh, the pull cart race, there's all these random white girls in like white t-shirts just yeah. waiting to like greet him like, oh, Mr. Brussels. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> the Brussels for muscles. Yeah, you know, the Brussels for muscles, you know. <laughs> and they're just there. They're just hanging out. Like they're specifically there to see this one bullshit pull cart thing. And it's race. not really clear what they would have gotten by winning, but somehow it turns into a supermarket sweep food fight with canned goods and guns. No, that's later. No, no, this is the same thing. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Cause, cause, um, the guy, one of the guys he's racing against is like, he grew up with him and stuff. And then he cheats by switching places with another guy. And then another family kidnaps the doppelganger. But, um, Van Dam doesn't know that. So he like runs up next to the, van because he's Jean-Claude Van Damme and can run 35 miles an hour because you know fuck you and he just starts punching the dude inside the van yep and then they crash mm-hmm. into a supermarket and there's this um Chinese police per- police lady woman yep luckily for him I guess police person um and there's all these gangsters who had kidnapped the lookalike who were posing. I remember that guy's name was mm-hmm. like Eddie or something. Yeah, like it was Eddie. Eddie Lomax. No, it wasn't Eddie Lomax. I know. I wish. <laughs> yeah. Call back. So ring, there's ring, like. Ring, ring. Hello? Hi, is it the callback? You ordered a callback? I did. Um, well, but it wasn't supposed to be till 6 a.m. to wake me up. Oh, I'm, I'm terribly sorry, sir. We'll, we'll call back at 6 a.m. Oh, thank you. I appreciate yeah, it. No problem. So knockoff. 
Yeah, knockoff. Um, so there, there's like all this canned food, and uh, these guys pull guns. John Claude Van Damme dives behind like this uh cart of like food, and all these bullet holes just start going through all these cans, and then uh. The police person, she starts to shoot down all of the Batam guys while Jean-Claude Van Damme oh, kicks no, there, all of them to death. There's a, there's a part in this fight scene where the guy shoots at him when he ducks behind the kitchen thing and it hits a rack of knives and it explodes and all the knives just start falling everywhere. Oh, and then he picks up one of the knives yep. and throws it and with throws such it force that it yeah. takes the guy off of his feet and throws mm-hmm. him into the wall. Yep. <laughs> Because bu- bullets in this movie, uh, if it hits something, it will blow it up or just. Oh, yeah. It. It Everything is combustible is. and made of pure gasoline. Yeah. There's a point in the ship where he shoots a box. That box explodes. It's fu- it, like everything. Except for like some of the canned food. A lot of the canned food doesn't explode. It just serves there to like plug Campbell's soup, I guess. Yeah. But oh, one of my favorite parts was when the police person she's um she's like handcuffing this one bad guy who's like one of the last ones left and she's like you're going to talk and tell me everything you know and this other like the second in command bad guy's like there's this 80 yard line like oh no you oh, no he won't and he shoots the the bad guy yeah so that he won't talk to the police woman oh jesus <laughs> And then um, after all the bad guys are disposed of, she points her gun and has JCVD at like a standoff. And she's like, stay where you are till the police get here. And then Rob Schneider from off screen throws a can (laughs) of soup and it hits her in the head and knocks her out. (laughs) And he's like, I got her for you. Well done, Rob Schneider. (laughs) That's the only way that he can get women to pay attention to him is by throwing canned goods. Yep. And so the police arrive, um, you know, right after everything de-escalates and they interrogate um, both Rob Schneider and them. And they're just like, we don't know what happened. We're, we just happened to be kicking in that thing and their faces were in the way. Yeah. And so then um, they're like talking to like the police and there's like this really awful dialogue of like, you don't leave the jurisdiction of this place because investigation. And they're like, Oh, okay, well we're going to go because investigation and blah, blah, blah. The end. Yeah. Goodbye. And so they leave and say goodbye. And then they, uh, the, what is she? The, the woman of color. Who's the, uh, like the their sales boss or she is a she accuses them of knocking off her company's jeans. I thought they worked for V6 jeans though. No, 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 no. They worked they did something else and but uh John Jean-Claude Van Damme used to be the best knockoff artist in the in the biz in the world. Oh, that makes more sense because that's why Rob Schneider later says that no honest business person would work with him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, and also Rob Schneider works for the CIA. Cause you know. And the CIA headquarters is a big Buddha statue. Yeah, it's a big Buddha statue that explodes into green flames. Spoiler yeah, you know. alert. Like you do. 
And, and it's the worst. It's like painted on there, like just projected yeah. onto the Buddha. Like, oh no. Yeah, like the the blown away parts are just like, ah, oh, there's a couple of eye beams in there, and the fucking it's black and the rest and fire. Yeah, you know, whatever. It's there, whatever. Yeah, you know, the special effects guy got real lazy that day, and he's like, nah, it's fucking, yeah, it's good enough. I'll, I don't get paid enough for this shit, anyways. And is it me or when she's like, oh well, you two are going down for this, so you have to prove your innocence and i'm like why do they have to prove their innocence can't isn't it your job to prove their guilt well she's not a policewoman so it doesn't matter. i know but i mean like if she was running like she's cia too yes you find out at the end yeah she is so she's just using them to find out the after Russians. we find out after she tries to fuck kill rob schneider well no she doesn't try to do that she tries to give him a massage and sensual things oh can we also mention the massage person who comes in and they're like oh rob schneider your three o'clock masseuse is here and there's like this really creepy looking like young white blonde lady who's like hey, hey hello and he's like uh cancel it for the week and then the woman and then his boss looks at him and he's like uh the, the month <laughs> i'm just like is that what passes for a joke in the world of this movie it it does, man. Like most of the jokes in this are really just shit. This movie is written with like the desperation of someone who whole like takes an entire bank hostage and then makes them all write one scene for an international spy thriller and then gets that movie optioned by Sony Pictures. And that's what I this think is. I think that is a brilliant idea for a film. The, a meta commentary about the perils of screenwriting. Yeah, I think we should we should get get together a room of people and just force them to write one scene. Yep, they we're like write the scene. My career is over, and they're like, oh, okay. I think this needs to be a thing. It needs to happen. I agree. Okay, I'm fucking glad. Fine. It can be like sure. our own 24-hour film festival. Yeah. But only... 24, 24 isn't a thing. 48 is. Well, 24 could be is probably a, a thing somewhere, but those are bad. Well, it's some measurement of time film festival. Okay. Whee! Penis. So they're all, oh no, she. we're going to go to prison maybe, even though we can run away. Oh, do you do you remember the the line where she's just like, "You owe us fifteen billion dollars because of that shipment," and then Rob Snyder's just like, "Wait, actually, I don't. I, it didn't seem like you converted Hong Kong dollars to U.S. dollars, so actually, it's more like fifteen, bruh. And he's like, "Stop digging our grave." Yeah, that's my John Claude Van Damme. Stop digging our grave. No, 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 that's not, that's not, that's it's not pretty good. Damn. It's no, pretty it's good. Pr it's pretty, pretty shitty. I think, anyway, I think and then to show that the Russians are bad guys, they have one of their colleagues who was high all the time named Volkov, yep. um, strapped to a gym equipment thing shirtless and his throat is just like cut or he's poisoned. And then... No, 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 no. What it is is uh, the blonde guy is actually Volkov, and the guy they tied up was the doppelganger for Eddie. 
Oh, that makes more sense. I thought that they, like, just to show that they were douchebags, they were killing someone in their organization called Volkov, who's just like, hey, hey you suck. No, that they, they they cut the guys, but the, it was the doppelganger who's dead. And that's what you get when a bad movie does, like, this whole doppelganger stuff. I just don't get it. They don't, they don't, they don't really show it amount a lot. Yeah, I mean, it, it really just gets lost in, like, the whole production thing. After a certain point, I just stopped writing notes and just enjoyed it. Yeah. Anyway, so Jean-Claude Van Damme finds out that Rob Schneider is a CIA agent, and we find this out because Rob Schneider is in a restroom peeing into a urinal, and two guys come up behind yep. him and put a magazine in front of his face. No, it was a newspaper, and they're just like, the boss is upset about this. Newspaper. Yep, that's the sound effect that it makes, by like because there's just like Insta germs on the wall of the bathroom. Yeah. And it just... Just splats onto there. Just and so there's... Uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme is near this window, and there's this guy who, outside of the window, says, hey... Get away from here. Jean-Claude Van Damme comes out and he's like, don't oh, get involved. So and weird. he kicks the guy <laughs> like it, off of the building. Don't get involved. No, he's like, if you get involved, you'll be in real trouble. And then, then shitty 80 yard line that comes way too fast. I'm already in trouble. Or however he sounds. Yeah, he's just like, stay out of this. And then a random fight erupts. There's like, and did you notice like the, the shots of just like, look, it's a Coca-Cola billboard. Yep. Oh, they went back. They 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 use a really wide shot on this like six times, especially when the the CIA captain guys says shit. That happened. He's just like shit, and then it's really wide, and that was a dumb choice. Anyway, and also, um, Hendrix, the like V six jeans sales lady, she's of course you know being a per a woman of color, she's like overly sexualized and like she licks her lips and. Rob Schneider just says a line like, oh, she looks so good when she's angry. <laughs> yeah, one of them. Yeah, I real. I'm just like, Ugh, I hate you, Rob Schneider. Well, I mean, he didn't he didn't write this. I'm sure he probably wrote some of that. Probably not that parts or those parts. So, um, uh, Rob Schneider and his boss Je what's his name Joe Johansson sure sure um, I didn't pay attention to names oh no um so JCVD gets all angry and he grabs this metal rod and almost pushes both Rob Schneider and um his CIA contact off of the building and he's yep. like no wait we're CIA and there's this like Jack Nicholson looking guy named Johansson who's like Rob Schneider's boss and he's like don't do it or I'll be the last man you ever see in the Dufresne he had a he had a weird accent in this like there was a lot of people with weird misplaced accent like the fat Asian guy was the whitest sounding guy in this movie oh yeah he was you know the, the, and everyone's speaking English like the only bit of Chinese or Mandarin in this movie was at like the very beginning and like intermittently to like insult Jean-Claude Van Damme's character. Yeah, it was always just like, fuck Jean-Claude Van Damme in can what Cantonese or whatever. And everyone always says like, oh, he's such a gentleman, but we never see any of that, like that nope. play out. <laughs> no, it's just said. It's just said like, oh, great. Don't like show me. Don't tell me. 
Yeah. There is so much telling and so little showing. There was one part where they showed it where he was just like, let me help you in to the car, lady, and that's it. And so they bring um, Jean-Claude Van Damme into it. They're like, there's this thing called Project Green, uh, the Green Flame Project that the Soviets did back in 89 before they Guess why they call it Green Flame? Because it produces green flame, you fucking idiot. <laughs> why, why wouldn't it be called that? They're in these little nano chip bots that we're gonna yeah, that they could, were going to put I, in I, dolls. I bet you $5 million you couldn't come up with a better name than Green Flame. Oh, and there's also, um, I don't know why I wrote this down, but there's like a CIA cover for a business that's called like Mom's Pizza. Oh my God, I noticed this. And the pizza on the side of it looks fucking disgusting. <laughs> that is the most CIA like shell corporation evil, <laughs> obviously fake name for yeah. a company, Mom's Pizza. So, <laughs> the logo on the side's hilarious because it's this pizza and then it says Mom's Pizza, obviously, and it has like the weird checkerboards and stuff. But the pizza, it's th- picture what a what a pizza looks like, right? Um, remove the cheese and add a layer of just gross brown orange. And then put Ooh. very small specks of red. And that that's what that's what the logo is. That's it. It's just this splattering. And then isn't that the fireworks bamboo impaling fight? Uh-huh. After that, yeah. Cause they, they're going to raid the um the uh what's her face? The the jeans company lady is just like, you're gonna go raid this raid this factory for us. Blah, 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 blah. So that's what the and they're the, like all the okay. That, yeah, they're raiding um who they find out Eddie's it's Eddie's factory. They don't find that out yet, but they do later. His his warehouse where he keeps a bunch of knockoff shit. And they're just like, yeah, mom's pizza. We're gonna go in after they go in. And then the dude goes up and then a car it, it blows up and a car comes out of it because they obviously know things. Hooray. Mm-hmm. And then there's a, he's like, Jean-Claude Van Damme is on top of this truck. I don't understand how he got on the truck. Me neither, but somehow he ended up on the top of this truck. There's a guy that he's fighting and he pushes him off of it. And he just, the guy gets impaled onto a. He kicks him from a truck to the side of a building, which obviously all side of buildings in Hong Kong just have spikes protruding out of them. So it impales him naturally. Can we also point out the parallels between this movie and Rush Hour 2? I don't remember Rush Hour 2. Oh, it's the one that takes place in China. And I just go back to that one scene where like Jackie Chan's like Chinese bamboo, very strong. And then it breaks. It, like I just remember there's like the set pieces. It looks so sound stagey yeah. the way that Hong Kong looks in that. And the same in this one. It's like they just had like some city block of Universal that they just shot on. Mm-hmm. This, just, the what? What the fuck was with that sniper guy in the truck? I don't know the the guy with the glasses. No, it's the same guy who gets impaled. It's the sniper guy. Oh yeah, I have no idea. So so the back of the truck. Uh, that comes out of the the warehouse. It's doors open, and there's just this dude with a sniper and two other dudes. And he 
There's this weird shot where it goes into the scope, zooms in on his eye, comes back out, and then goes to the edge of the barrel, and then it fires. And I'm just like, what the, what? The oh fuck yeah, kind and of that's shot not the only that? time that this movie uses that kind of can't like technology like animatic there's um like at the beginning when like jean-claude van damme is making a phone call or something Mm -hmm. like it goes inside of the phone and shows the electricity going through before he talks to rob schneider on the other end of the line no that was the doll oh it's the doll and then it like the doll they blow it up it it goes into it and with late 90s cg graphics it's like there's the inside of a circuit board and then it blows up shut up and we all know that bamboo is totally not fragile and can totally impale like a full-grown person. It wasn't, well, no, that wasn't bamboo. That was fucking full-ass steel pipes coming out of that, like a hollow steel oh, thing. Oh, I thought it was bamboo. No. Not at all. But but the fucking, the guy with the sniper, he just shoots a cop car in the engine and the whole thing just kind of pops off. Because, you know, guns. You know, guns. Yeah, there was actually a cool shot in there. Like some of the things that he does, they're fucking crazy. The director, it's just like, why the fuck is that in the movie? And then he does other things. You're like, you know what? That was kind of cool. And that there was one of those in this scene where he he shoots through the roof of the thing. So it's like the the camera's showing the roof, and then it shoots, and then it zooms in through the hole he made. I don't know. I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah, some of the camera work and like the action set pieces are really on point in this movie. Yeah, it's just. Half of the camera things are used pointlessly in scenes or parts where they don't do shit. But when it's like when they're actually doing something, it's cool. But like that sniper thing is like, oh, we got to look at his eye and then the barrel of the gun and then he shoots. Like, why, man? Like that's that's a fucking waste of time. It really is. It's not worth the 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 what twenty hours you probably put into that one shot. You know, and all the hours of ADR that went on after that. <laughs> Well, that's the whole movie. That's not just this. I know. But it's like he only handles the action and then the script is seen as a completely different thing. He's like, I'll do the action. That's what I do. Yeah. Just like with Dennis Rodman in a double team. Mm-hmm. He's like, alley-oop, you know, lay it up. And then he just throws a guy <laughs> yeah. through like a window. Fuck, I love that movie, man. Oh, that movie's great, especially how they use... Oh, also, uh, they use a Coke vending machine in that to stop a bomb yep, this exploding. guy just loves Coke. Mm-hmm. Coke. Or gets a lot It'll of money It'll give you cancer him. and protect you from nuclear explosions by making exactly. you radioactive. I don't remember what happens after this car scene. Oh, um, they... Oh, that's when we learn about the Green Flame Project. I also didn't yeah. talk about the, um, the oh, animatic... No, 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 for- no, no, no. This is, this is when they go to the Buddha, the big Buddha thing. Yeah, they go to the Buddha, they find out about the Green Flame Project. They're like, this is what Eddie is after, or like what the Russians are Well, no, are Eddie's after. not what- the bad guy, it's the Russians are. Yeah, but do you remember the, there's like the animatic of the Green Flame Project, where it's just like the globe with a bunch of like little dots yep. on it, and then it like yep. explodes, and there's like this little looks guy like garbage, on like where yeah. Russia would be, and he's just jumping up and down in glee, like, woohoo! Yep, because you know, 90s, com- the 90s idea of what computers can do. Yep, the te- the that's untapped just, potential of technology in the nineties. Yep, I love I love nineties movie computers. They're my favorite. And so, for some reason, um, they go to visit Eddie, and they're like, "Oh, Eddie, we're great friends. I missed you in the p- cart pulling race." And he's like playing a record, and he's like, "My mom loved that record." 
Yeah, John Combat Damage is like, my mother would always listen to that record. And so it turns out that Skinny was the one that brought the Russians into the deal. Um, and then Eddie's like, I got to show you something in the safe. This is wackadoo. And so he opens it. <laughs> and yeah, there's a rocket that shoots Eddie out the window into a wall and blows. <laughs> like he explodes. <laughs> yeah. This fu- so the, from this point on, the deaths, like all the deaths are fucking silly as shit, but they just get perpetually worse. I think this one's my favorite because the, it's like a dinosaur that shoots a rocket or is a rocket itself. It pushes him out of the room and out through a fucking concrete brick wall, <laughs> the big fucking brick wall into the side of another building. And he just kind of splats there and blows up. That's the I fucking like I was watching that, an episode that, of Looney Tunes for a second. Fucking movie. This is where it went straight up Tom and Jerry violence. I was just like, oh, yeah. whoa, wait. Gotta yeah, watch that it. again. And then, um, for some reason, there's like a whole like is Eddie Wang part of a gang because there's like this entire yeah. fleet of Tony Jaw wannabes who are like all shirtless yep. and sweaty, and they, they they like all have machetes that instantly chase up the stairs. They're like they killed Eddie. <laughs> yeah, the first like they run they start running down the stairs to to leave, and then this there's a horde of guys with machetes, and they're just like he killed Eddie. Like they obviously like, yeah they know instantly that they. He killed Eddie, mm, and they're this, all shirtless and sweaty. Gotta gotta point that out. And I'm, then I'm glad you mentioned Tony Jaa because I felt like this fight that happened, like it was choreographed like a a Tony Jaa movie, but worse because Jean Claude Van Damme can't do what Tony Jaa can't does do. You know and what the I mean? sound design here is really awful because all of their machetes oh, that yeah. always oh, narrowly garbage. miss Rob Schneider and uh, JCVD sound like the clacking of knives and forks on like a plate, like yeah. tink 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 tink. Yep, it sure does. Mm-hmm. And somehow, like the fight here is actually really good, Ugh, but just don't give Except, Rob Schneider a fight scene. Well, it's no, hard no, enough to the, believe that the, he's the an intelligence analyst. Anything that like postulates him as an anal an, an an analyst of any sort of intelligence is a stretch. Yeah, the fight the fight choreography here is really really cool, but he just kind of finds things in oranges. Oh, yeah, he totally, he's just like, oh, hey, look, a scooter. Hey, look, (laughs) a cart. Here, Rob Schneider, push you to safety. Hey, look, a scooter. Swing that around, get on. Why is there a scooter in the middle of, like, a fruit factory? It's it's a fruit thing place. I don't fucking know. Look, man. It doesn't even carry fruit. It doesn't even have, like, a sort of carrying thing. It's just, oh, look, convenient. Yeah. And so he escapes through uh, this. uh, JCVD goes to confront Skinny. At like this yeah. abandoned parking garage. Parking lot. Yeah, parking garage thing. And then he t- he knocks out all of his bodyguards and he's like, you're going to tell me about Eddie. No, no, no. I'm gonna, and no, so what, he tries to take fu- him to the CIA. He tries to drive out of the parking lot and then another horde of shirtless yep. of like guys with just weapons. Walks, runs at him. From, like they just, they just are running at him now. Yes, because they're still trying to avenge Eddie. I guess. And so, so he like runs them over. None of them die. It's just kind of more like they're bowling pins rather than yeah. Meat he suits them all over. Hooray! No yeah, I got like, a I got a turkey. Woohoo! The important part of this scene is the uh, Skinny's just like you were there when he was executed, and he's just like executed, and then everything goes all double vision while the goons are running at him. 
oh yeah, what the oh, hell was that? Oh. It's not like he dropped acid before getting into no, the because, fight because he realized that he was framed for killing Eddie now. But also, this is where he go. He does a fucking spider monkey bullshit on on like the columns in the parking garage. He just scurries up one and flips around it and shit. I I don't I don't know, man. And then we also have to mention that this movie takes every chance to get JCVD shirtless and out of his yep. pants. Yeah, sure does. The, like he's uh, going over his pants, like with this um, tracker thing for the green flame um, little chip bomb thing. And he's like, yeah. oh, this is my penis pants. And he like rips off of his pants and mm-hmm. his shirt. And he's like, oh, God, this in the jeans. Fucking well, knock off jeans, rip, throw. Rip torn. <laughs> and so he gets skinny into the Buddha, which sounds really dirty. That's a when very I say it strange like that. sentence. What? That's a very strange sentence. He takes skinny into the Buddha of the CIA and he's like, tell us what you know. And he's like, I know nothing. And then um JCVD leaves the Buddha and then it explodes. Because you know it does. And then he's like, oh, no. And why is the CIA headquarters located in a giant Buddha? Because inconspicuousness, you know, it's like it's like the CIA wanted to have an evil lair. That's an evil lair location. I think the CIA already has a lot of evil lairs. I I know. But like, you know, in in like Bond, Bond movies and all these dumb spy things, they always have these wacky evil lairs. I I think it's just like, no, the CIA is fucking got one. It's a fucking Buddha statue in China. No one will look here in this obvious place. Oh, so it's like X-Men where there's like the like um, the bases in the Statue of Liberty. Yeah. I gotcha. And so then, um. Uh, Hendrix, the uh, V6 secretly CIA agent person, shows up at Rob Schneider, who has a bunch of cuts on his like body back. from like the fight in the fruit yeah. factory. From getting macheted in the back. They're little cuts. Yeah, they're little bitty cuts, and he like lines his shirt with like all this gauze. And she, for some reason, is in his house, and he's not like, "Oh God, how did you get in here?" He's like, "Oh, you, <sighs> you with the sex parts that I want to have the the erections with." And she's like, "Here, let me help you." And there's like a bunch of close-ups of her cleavage. <sighs> yeah. Uh huh. There are so many double crosses in this movie, like. Jean-Claude Van Damme comes in and he's like, she's a fake. She's a bigger knockoff than we are. (laughs) Yeah, that's a fucking stupid line. (laughs) That was a pretty cool fight. Like they're back and forth before she's like, I'm really CIA too. I thought that there was a leak in the organization. How many ops is the CIA running in one organization? Yeah. That we're they don't trying to get this about. so that the green flame, and then we're also investigating this other leak with this other deep cover agent who's yeah. posing as a gene salesperson. I don't know because that seems like a shitty place to put a CIA person. <laughs> there is no intelligence that you get no. in there where it's like they don't use, wasn't there some line about like they don't use the same eight percent denim that we use, they use 16 percent denim. No, no, no. We use 14%, but they use six, so it tears easily. Some shit. Oh, yeah. Oh, and they use some shitty line of like, why don't you pull your weight here unlike you're doing your job? Yeah. 
<sighs> oh, and also JCVD's shirt gets ripped during the fight with Hendrix. All the and time. so he has to have another one. He finds the the bomb in his jeans. He takes off his pants. He's like, oh, they're in the jeans. Who would have thought? Yep. Now I'm naked and running at things. Hey, look, I really worked on my bod for this. Let me show it off, please, producer, mister. Mr. Producerman's. Dr. Producerologist. MD. And so uh, Joe Hansen, who we assumed perished in the uh, the Buddha explosion, which should be a title of a band or an or an album. Exploded in the Buddha hand statue. Yes. He is on like a barge and he captures Hendrix and Rob Schneider. And there's like this really awful exposition scene where um, Hendrix is talking to Johansson and she's like, I knew it was you. Like, we never suspected that the leak in the organization would come from you, Johansson. 20 years yeah. in the agency. What did you do it for? And he's like, entrepreneurship, baby. And then he like yep. lights a cigar. Yeah. Cigars. The, the, the fucking like, you know, you know, guys evil. If you smoke in a cigar in a suit mm-hmm. and set mentioning entrepreneurship. Yep. He's and so his plan is to get a hundred million dollars, you know, that nice, even easily obtained yep. number a month from the United States. Otherwise he'll kill everybody with uh, bombs. I guess. I, I don't feel like he really thought this through. Like if he had gone to like, um, a master's program at mad science or, you know, Red super Bond villain camp. He should have come up with a better formulated plan than this. This is very, very ill-conceived. Well, I mean, his plan already involves exploding fake merchandise. It's not going to get much better. What do you expect out of a guy who just does that? I don't know. I, I guess someone who's dressed like Jack Nicholson in a tracksuit, I just hold to a higher class of criminal. You You really shouldn't. <laughs> oh, and one of my favorite things is that um are they like bombing the delegation of the of Prince Charles and everyone there because there's like this really awful 80 yard line that I wrote down that's like sir like the leader of the US forces there there's there's an unauthorized intrusion and I'm like is there an is there ever an authorized intrusion? No. I feel like whoever wrote that oh, they line were, just they didn't were British take that by into the way. account. Why not just say there's an intrusion, we should handle it. They're British, but they're British, by the way, because it's the handing back to Britain. Yes, but still, Britain. they don't have authorized intrusions in Britain either. No, I'm, I'm just, I'm just saying. You said Americans. This is the one movie without American military in. But they still say that Ray is American. I think it doesn't matter. Yeah, you're right. And apparently, giant tires provide great bulletproof cover for bad guys. Oh my God, that just reminded me. Do you remember the guy with the grenade on the string? Yes. That was fucking stupid. <laughs> he just has that ready. He just has a grenade on a string ready in case someone's around a corner or in a thing that he can lop it in and swing it inside. And then it blows up. And then there's also the, uh, the guy with the glasses with the knife who's like has that really cool fight with yeah. JCVD. And, and always coughs. Like, cuts him and then he kills him with an anchor. <laughs> yep. He kills him with a fucking anchor. He's. Do you remember the? You do you remember the guy he kills with a net? Yeah, it's like a net, a net bending. Yep, kills a guy with a net in this movie. 
Oh, and then the decapitation with the cargo thing, which of course, unfortunately, occurs. <laughs> oh yeah, the fucking the cable just goes through his fucking neck and is is not a head anymore. I wish that there was just like an oh, like a Wilhelm oh, scream. My neck. <laughs> yeah, because you scream that right before you get decapitated. Yep. I mean, I do. I don't know about you. <laughs> and so. Why Because then Johansson's like, hee hee hee, cackle. He like detonates something and then the ship blows up after something. And then he like blows himself up. Yeah. Oh, be, because uh, what's her bucket? There's a, like a torture scene and then some dude was trying to put all the little explosions in the lady's like clothes and body and stuff. And then oh, yeah. And then there's that really him. awesome uh, scene where she's like out of bullets and then... uh. Uh, there's like a guy who's got her in the gun sight and it goes boing in the soundtrack and then the net goes over the ship yep. and John Claude Van Damme just like flips down over it and kicks the gun out of the guy's yeah that's, out of the yeah. guy's grasp. Yeah, that's the net kill. Yep. I love all the all the action in this movie. It's almost as good as like the hose the hose scene in uh Transporter 2. Yeah. Just like creative environmental action is just really entertaining to watch when you haven't seen it before. It really is. Like this is a this is like this is an extreme of action movies. Like the plot, yeah, all action movies plot fucking oh no, he's after a girl. They stole a person. They they killed his dog. Whatever the fuck. Uh this is like the silliest action movie plot ever, but then again, the action is also silly to a great degree. It's fucking stupid as hell. But it's oh, well and it's done. way better than Desert Heat. Oh yeah, definitely. I don't know. Desert Heat was better. Was was worse in a fun way. Oh yeah, but I like I, this movie was more entertaining in a fair game style. It was a. This is a definitely a better movie than that. Oh, but I like Fair Game better still. Yeah, and you realize that you watch a lot of action movies when. You've heard all the variations of I'm going to put a bullet in your head. I'm going to splatter your gray matter all over there. I'm going to blow your head off. I'm going to put a bullet in your brain. I'm going to brain your bullet through the bullet hole of the head that Soon I caused there with will my be an ob- there will be an object shot through your skull, through your brain, and out the back end of your head. Why not just say, I'm going to shoot you. And I am the one pulling the trigger. I feel like the last time I heard an original, like, derivative of that was in from dust till dawn where george clooney says to like the woman that he's holding hostage he's like my gun like you may have you may have two friends in your legs but i've got one i've got a gun with six friends that all can run faster than you (laughs) yeah that's a good line that is a good line Mm -hmm. it's also a good movie so check it out yeah Oh, and so Hendrix, like, Johansson's like, ah, but he somehow fakes death again. And she's like, like, by causing him to incidentally blow himself up, she's like, I smoked his fat ass like a Roman candle. Yeah, I remember that line very well. It was real dumb. I blew his (laughs) fat ass up like a Roman candle. Did she write that herself? And then you know that there was a studio note when Rob Schneider picks up the detonator and you just hear the 80 yard line of, oh, this is his detonator. Yep. And of course, the closing scene, uh, like one of the closing scenes, you see Johansson like putting to like putting together a gun or a, a dinosaur toy. 
So and then Rob yeah, Schneider but, but, and um, yeah. JCVD are sitting in a bar talking about like, oh, that was a wacky new adventure. And then they bomb Hong Kong on accident. Yeah, they kill thousands of people. They're like, what does this button do? <laughs> kill dead. They're like, yeah, let's focus like on what we do good, which is what exactly? Blowing up Hong Kong. They're great at that. Ugh. All the thousands of people that got killed off screen in this. Oh, yeah. And then not to mention, like, when it fades to black, they're like, cheers to friends because brohood. Without any closure on Hendrix's storyline, there's like this really bad added in dialogue of how Rob Schneider wants to be on like a a football team of all women where he's the only guy and how no action movie is complete without sweat. No, so no, and no football game is complete without sweat because he wants oh. women to sweat on him, I guess. Oh, yeah, because sex. Yep, boners and stuff. Yep, he'll have the boners and them having with the looking at it. Yep, just looking at it. <laughs> and then Nothing just else. looking, at, like, just listening to the song over the end credits for those of you that watch this, which you all should. There's Probably, a, like, it's the, actually a decent movie. Yeah, it's a bit hard to find it's a little bit I how much did I pay how much did I pay for it on Amazon? Let me check really quick. I think I paid 9.99 for it, but that's probably because it's from like 98. Uh yeah. But like the end credit song is it's a knockoff, just like yep. a name. Also a knockoff. It's just a really bad song. Yes. Which is punctuated well because this is a really bad movie, which I loved. Yep. It's actually I don't think it's that bad honestly. I don't think it's that bad, but I, I think as a movie and like a three act structure in hero's journey, it's bad, but yeah. in that it's an action film with an actor that I like with that does moves that I like that is shot in such a way that appeals to my aesthetic um, disposition. I enjoy it. Yeah, definitely. I enjoyed it. I didn't like it so much, even I, though I, I liked it. I enjoyed watching this a lot. It was fun. Yeah, it was was definitely, it's definitely a really fun movie. And there's so many like second act betrayal, third act betrayal, fourth act betrayal. Yep. ADR, ADR, ADR. ADR, ADR. Yeah, that's the whole movie is ADR. And then there's like one, like a few random scenes with actual dialogue that was like recorded. Like, yeah, in the scene. Pretty much all of it's ADR. Yeah, and pretty much all the, the all of its off-screen ADR where it's well, like well, shots of the char- the back of the characters' heads. The thing about the ADR in this movie is it's one, it's not blended into the movie. Like they don't give a shit if like, oh, the rest of the stuff in here is echoey. They'll just place it in. It's all at the it's also all at the same volume. So you can't like there's a scene where there's this this uh waitress coming through with a fucking a cart of shit, like I don't know. Chinese food, whatever. And she's like, she's yelling, she's saying some, what does in, inconsequential dialogue, but it's at the exact same volume as uh, Rob Schneider and John Claude Van Damme's dialogue. So you can't hear them as much. Like, it's real basic shit. And then they also don't give enough room between lines. Like, they'll just be like, haha, serves you right. Oh no. Like, they, like this from the same guy. It's it's really weird sounding. Yeah, it, it, it's and it's like you said, it's all like the same pitch. So it's like the yeah. conversation is like, oh, hey, look, there's that thing over there that you dropped. This is his detonator. 
Yeah. It's just all just kind of like bland and lifeless. Yeah. Uh, so anything that we forgot or did you want to move into verdict, Aaron? Oh, there was one other thing when they're, they're getting, uh, when they're fleeing from the, uh, the, the exploding boat, they get on a dinghy, but there's like an explosion below it and it lifts and shoots them up in the air. Cause you know, that's how bombs work with dinghies and they ride it like a bold on the way down and it looks fucking, it's fun. dumb. <laughs> That's one of the best parts about this movie is that you never know what you're going to get. Something's just going to happen. You don't, there's not a reason for it. It just kind of happens. Like, you're fighting like oh, hey, that was kind of cool. Anyway, yeah. so would you recommend this movie, Aaron? I would rec- recommend this people who are to anybody who likes action movies. Yeah. It's about it. I mean, honest, honestly, it's not a good, it's not a good movie. It's not bad enough. Sure, there's a lot of really shitty deaths, and those are great, but they're too far between uh, each other. Yeah, it's almost make it good for everybody to watch. I think if you like action movies anyway, I think you'll really enjoy this. It's almost vaudevillian how some of the characters are killed off. Oh yeah, it's a feat how some of them die. Like, oh look at that wacky death! Like, woohoo! Yeah, oh boy! And then there's an egg that dropped on him. Ain't that, ain't that terrible? Yeah. So yeah, you should watch it. Aaron, does it belong in the catastrophe section? Uh, I believe it does. I believe it does. Good show, good show. Ah. Well, let's move into counterpoints. There's only three positive reviews on Rotten Tomatoes. It's got an 8%... Uh, let's see the positive ones. Um, Lisa Allspector from the Chicago Reader writes, though the jokey lines seem out of place, the somber tone of this 1998 action movie makes the political subtext more sincere and less grandiose than usual. Wait, what political subtext? Uh, I guess the whole CIA being a knockoff. No, I think it's more about Hong Kong going back to Chinese rule instead of British rule. Yeah, I think it's much more allegory than this movie. Like, oh, it's look social commentary. Yep, social commentary. You just say it, and that makes it so. Yeah, it does. I mean, it it works for me. Oh well, Kevin Thomas of the Los Angeles Times just writes uh, one of the one of Van Damme's best movies ever. Well, he's wrong. Oh, well, I haven't seen all of Van Damme's movies, but I'm pretty sure that this is probably near the low of the totem pole. Yeah, there's Bloodsport and Time Cop to beat, man. You ain't got <laughs> you ain't got shit on this. Ooh, and this guy is from like an Eastern European site. It's rec.arts.movies.reviews. His name is Dragon Antulov, and that he writes awesome the fact name. the fact that hardly anything makes sense in the film didn't discourage Sweehark. Who's the director? It's kind of true, though. He's like, you know, darn it if I'm not going to try and make this good. Well, I would anyway. I mean, like, if you're a director, you kind of you do it anyway. Yeah, but I mean, that's not a review. That's like a statement of this probably happened. Yeah, that's not a review. I mean, that has nothing to do with your subjective experience of watching the film. That's like, you know, I think it might rain tomorrow. I'm like. Well, based on the fact that it's rained the past six weeks, you're probably right. Yeah. 
that's not a review for the weather. That's like a <laughs> who re- wait, hold on. Can we start a website? Uh, our next, our new podcast folks is reviewing the weather, not forecasting it, <laughs> just reviewing it this week in the weather, sunny, yep. good reviews, rainy, good the reviews. weather catastrophe section. Hey, there's a tornadoes in this section of the of the equator. So I was at my house. It was about a it was a, it was sunny, but it, I don't know. It wasn't sunny enough for for a Tuesday that I enjoy. Uh, that's that's what it'll be like. It'll be good. Yes. And that'll be a great pairing with our phone sex bandits show, which is coming to our network soon. Yep, phone sex bandits, where they steal your heart while fucking you over the phone. That we will have a lot of that for you guys later. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's like a love line, but phone with, sex, but with dick cancer. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I think that came in in some of our like the iTunes advanced reviews. It makes dick cancer funny. Dick cancer is the best cancer. At least you get a bigger dick out of it. I'm not sure that that's necessarily true. Probably not. <laughs> Especially if you put it in a jovial jingle, I think people might have a problem well, with that. No, that 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 only helps it. You're wrong. That, that I mean, jovial tunes just help with things. Oh, okay. Okay, so that's like the counterpoints for the movie. Oh, I should also mention that this movie is written by Stephen E. D'Souza. Does that name sound familiar, Aaron? No. Well, it should because he co-wrote the screenplay for the Flintstones. Oh, what? Yep. Oh, God. And he also co-wrote Hudson Hawk, Die Hard, 48 Hours, Another 48 Hours, Die Hard 2, Beverly Hills Cop 3. He wrote and directed Street Fighter. He co-wrote Judge Dredd, the 95 one. Oh my god, this 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 man has a sordid history. And he also wrote uh his last action movie credit was Laura Croft Tomb Raider: The Cradle of Life. Oh, those movies were fucking garbage. I didn't see them. You shouldn't. But yeah, it looks like his only um directing credit as far as that goes is a few TV movies and Street Fighter, so it looks like he never got to realize his dream. If that was his dream, I don't I can't speak for him. But the director of this also directed Double Team, but he's an international director who it looks like does mostly Hong Kong films. Yeah. Action films, that sort it was of stuff. A lot, it was a lot of Hong Kong action movies, which would make sense. Yeah, that's very much clear from the aesthetic. Oh, Aaron, guess how much this movie made. I mean, no, how much did it cost? Mm, it's late 90s, so probably a decent chunk. So I'm going to guess 60 mil. Lower. Really? 40? 35. Wow, that's actually really cheap. How much did it make? Oh, um, a ninety, probably less. Lower, six, ten, ten, ten million dollars total. This got obliterated. It really did. 
All right, then. Yep, that was its total cum worldwide. I mean, there's no international thing, which you'd think there would be because it was filmed like it's like seems like it was partially catered to a Chinese market. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, but there's like no box office data on box office mojo or the internet as far as I found it. 10 is surprisingly low. Oh, that is so low. It only made like five and a half million in its opening weekend. Wow. Yeah, that's really pathetic. The studio really lost money on this. Almost like it's a knockoff. I get it. Anyway, let's move on to our final segment, Aaron. What's on our radar? Aaron, what's on your radar this recently because of the um well the new blind guardian album has been announced to come out in february so i immediately come my pants and i come the floor and i come cameron's room you know yep even though it's not Um, my room anymore then there's this the the new album by i hate the name of this band but pain of salvation that's a shitty name for a band it's gross to say it but the new album's like an acoustic version of a bunch of a bunch of their old songs, and it actually sounds incredible. And they have some really cool proggy, proggy sounding, jazzy, medley stuff. So they're good. Um, Fury, I saw Fury again, and I realized that the extra work in Fury is silly and bad. A lot of the American soldiers just like shoot up and then wave their gun around and. A lot, uh, just just the extras. If if you guys have uh, are going to go see Fury again, or if you haven't seen it, and you're going to go see it anyway. Whatever reason you're going to go see it again, make sure to watch the um, watch the extras in it because they do some real dumb shit. That's about it. Oh me, yeah. Um, let's see. I plugged life's too short last time I watched, uh, extras, the Ricky Gervais show from about 10 years ago. That's by far probably my favorite Ricky Gervais show him and Steven Merchant on that. Like, because it's like rooted in the film industry. There's a lot of like in culture stuff. Each episode basically has like a different celebrity playing like an asshole version of himself. That's really funny. It's like, if Entourage had like a likable main character and it wasn't just about broing out all the time, it'd be pretty much extras. It's only like two half hour, like two uh, seasons of six half hour episodes. So it's really easily digestible. And then there's a Christmas special. It's a really good satire on that. Uh, I also watched, I started watching Bojack Horseman, which is on Netflix, which is great show. Will Arnett voicing and Patton Oswalt voicing characters. Will Arnett voices this like washed out horse forget, from uh, a Paul F. popular Tompkins. family comedy in the nineties that ran for nine seasons. It's like what two and a half men is now about a horse that raises three kids. So, and he's like a washed up alcoholic guy who's getting his memoirs like watched. Like I really like the show's literal sense of humor. If you want to know more about that, just, um, Look it up. It's, it's really Netflix. funny, especially if you already have Netflix. It's like 12, 25 minute episodes. So also really digestible. The, the, the show also has like this really interesting, like social thing on, um, animals being integrated into Hollywood, like Bojack's it, like, he's obviously a horse and his agent is like a cat. Like <laughs> Pat Oswald voices, this character named pinky penguin who owns penguin books. Cause you know, 
Because puns. The show really likes puns. And I like yes. puns too. Me too. Um, Final plug. Uh, The trailer for... Oh, I also saw Interstellar. It's really good. Uh, there was some sound issues when I saw it, but aside from that, the soundtrack, Matthew McConaughey, and, well, Matt Damon really makes that movie. Yes, Matt Damon is in that movie. Um, well, it, was, it wasn't you just having sound, sound issues. A, a lot of people have. I had sound issues when I saw that movie. Oh, but you still liked it, right? Yeah, but it would have been better if they mixed it better. Yeah, Christopher Nolan was like, yeah, there's nothing wrong with it. And I'm like, yes, Christopher Nolan, there is. I thought it was broken. I couldn't hear dialogue at some points. That's the whole problem with the sound mix is that if I it overrides the dialogue, that means that you have like something wrong with it. Um, And also, oh, the trailers for Avengers Age of Ultron and Furious 7. I'm so excited for Fast and Furious 7. With Jason Statham versus The Rock versus Vin Diesel parachuting cars out of planes and ripping off casts and getting into office glass fights. It's just, it's going to be great. That comes out in April, I think. So, yeah, that that's all I got. Um, so that closes out our radar bleeps and all that because editing, swearing, and all that. Um, next time, Aaron, want to tell the good folks what we're going to be reviewing? Oh, fucking gladly. Oh, God. So we we were trying to look for a um, romantic comedy because we haven't done one yet. You know, we're trying to diversify despite our uh, unabashed love for shitty family comedies. And um, I picked this uh, purely by name and then found out it's the best decision ever. Um, we haven't watched it yet, obviously, but we are doing uh, The Beautician and the Beast. I love Starring the Fran Drescher and Timothy yep. Dalton. Yep, Fran Drescher, Timothy Dalton. Um, I, I the name alone sold me on how shitty it's going to be, and I'm excited for it. Oh, me too. Especially because it's basically the plot of the nanny because she's a beautician, but only it takes place in an Eastern European dictatorship. Oh, okay. Yeah, she's going to be a science teacher to his kids, so it's like Sound of Music also, in a way. Okay. Yeah, I know, it's okay. Weird. Kind of wacky, but sure. And it, that it's weird that it's the same plot as the, the Nanny, kind of, because this movie comes out in, what, 1996, and the Nanny starts in 93? That's true, but I mean, she's also famous for that role, so I imagine that they probably wanted to well, yeah. know, go with her yeah. strengths, probably. Yeah. But anyway, that'll be up in a few weeks. Oh, with Thanksgiving coming up, we might have a bit of a gap between the episodes, but we will get that to you as soon as we can. Yes. So um, until next time, I'm Cameron. And I'm a ghost, boo. Named and Aaron, Aaron got replaced with a ghost. Outro. Boo. Here, have my ectoplasm. Oh no, there's a robot. Ghosts are afraid of robots historically. Bombing the jeans. Take the jeans off. Show off my bod. Show off the bod. Yeah. Oh, there's all these shirtless guys because I killed Eddie. Oh, why'd I have to kill Eddie? No, Eddie, come back. I only care about power, you idiots. Ha ha ha.